everybody. Welcome back. It's Coco and Daltz. I'm not Daltz. And I'm not Coco. And we are real people bringing you real reviews of all the latest streaming original offerings on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, HBO Max. I think that's it. Anything else? Apple something. Oh, Apple TV Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, it's been so long since we've done anything that really, what do we do? I know. I was going to say, I needed to remind listener of what we do since it's been <laughs> it's been a few weeks since the last time we dropped a podcast episode. Well, and also it's a good reminder to us as to what we do, because I sort of forgot to. <laughs> Maybe we're in the wrong line of work. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? And give up all these bucks that we're earning? <laughs> all the riches that we're making it rain with down in the club? The podcast riches. Yes. Yeah, so uh, for our first episode in forever, not Coco, what are we reviewing? Oh, this is a piece of cinematic gold. <laughs> Golden rod. Oh, oh, you see what I did there? Yeah, you teed that up. This one is called The Ice Road, starring Liam Neeson. <laughs> I, dramatic pause. I was thinking maybe somebody would clap or something like that. So Liam Neeson is a guy who's a trucker, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get the, the, the impossible journey done, which is <laughs> take the truck to northern Canada in order to save the miners. <laughs> and we don't really know much else other than that. It's like some impossible tool that they're trying to get across the ice road. And meanwhile, it's like April in Manitoba, and the ice is very thin. And so three trucks set off with a mission to one of them will get there with this magic pump thing that will save the trapped miners in the diamond mine. So there's an explosion at a diamond mine. And diamond mine. And, Thanks for trying to save this. Go, go. And they need to like cap the methane so that there aren't more explosions and save mm-hmm. the 26 miners trapped in the mine. And Liam Neeson, Lawrence Fishburne, and Amber Mid Mid Thunder. I was going to get to the cast, but yes, are yeah. yeah the truckers. Each of them is hauling one of these caps, hoping that one of them can make it in time because there's only like 30 hours of oxygen in the mine. So this is what I wanted to do for the summary. I wanted to be like Liam Neeson's daughter has been taken, <laughs> and he is so mad that he's getting in a truck and driving to northern Canada to save her. And he's using his particular set of skills, which involve like fishtailing on in on a, the ice road. In and an 18-wheeler. Like, <laughs> right, that's totally pretty impressive. <laughs> so this, as we speak, listener, this is the number one movie on Netflix. I can see that, honestly. Well, because it's scorchy hot here in right. the Northeast, and people are like, oh. Yeah. So this is the thing that I, you know just really kind of torques me off. If this movie had been released in February, people would be like, oh, enough with the snow. <laughs> enough with the GD ice and snow. <laughs> but now it's like June, almost July. We're scorching it up here, and people are like, oh, beautiful, wonderful, cooling snow. And also, not something that you really have to expend a lot of brain power on. <laughs> So it's very much a summertime movie. Definitely. It's very stupid. It's uh, <laughs> so very just, formulaic. So just go ahead and go right into your uh, <laughs> your summary or your uh, your review there, dolls. What, what do you think? So I've, I've never really watched a lot of Liam Neeson movies, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I know the basic idea of them. Like he's he's on a mission. <laughs> Liam Neeson's got to get his daughter back or his truck to the north or he's got to get the diamonds or he's got to get the bomb before it goes off like i mean it's just all these kinds of things that he does 
I like Liam Neeson. Uh, inexplicably, he has an Irish accent, and his brother does not <laughs> in this movie. And they did they did reference that. Like, they did say multiple times, we're from North Dakota, but then Liam Neeson <laughs> is at the VA hospital uh, with his brother, who's an Iraq veteran who has PTSD, and he's like, you can kiss my Irish ass, or yeah, something like, like that. So I was like, is that an outtake? Was that supposed to be in the movie? <laughs> right, that was like... actually Liam Neeson reacting to the da- director, <laughs> saying, you can kiss my Irish ass. <laughs> And so, yeah, I, I, it's it's fine. I mean, it's less than two hours long. Right. We watched it strictly because it's the number one movie in uh, on Netflix right now, and we wanted to react to it with a podcast. But I think if I were paying bucks to go see a movie in a theater, because people are doing that now, from what I hear, I would not go to this movie. No, I wouldn't pay money for this. Yeah, I would not. Um, Lawrence Fishburne is in it, and he plays Goldenrod. <laughs> Which I think is a whole other movie. <laughs> you know, based on that character name, yeah, I thought this was an entirely different. <laughs> it's like we were talking during the pre-show preparation. It's like he he wrote that into his contract. He's like, I gotta have a name like Goldenrod or or massive unit or something. <laughs> yeah, totally. And he goes out in the first ten minutes, not to spoil it or anything like that. But. Oh yeah, he you know he probably collected a tidy sum for right. a porn name and you know. <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, dollar. <laughs> also starring Lawrence Fishburne as Goldenrod. He just wanted that credit on his IMDb. That's what he wanted. Like Lawrence Fishburne, then underneath it, Goldenrod, and then he's going to screen grab that and make it like like his phone, right? His phone, his profile on Facebook, right? Totally, that's going to be his profile photo, like Goldenrod. You can call me Gr for short. That's like Austin Powers and Goldmember, right? Like same, yeah, same right. thing. I yeah. think it's a made up name. He actually probably came to the scriptwriters like the scriptwriters like this guy's name is JT Willows, yeah, and he's like, no, no, it's Goldenrod. <laughs> totally. Because Lawrence Fishburne can do whatever he wants. Pretty much. Whatever the F he wants. Um, So uh, just a couple of notes before I ask you your opinion about this, Coco, because I'm very interested in your opinion. Um, uh, Yeah, I think you don't know what I think about this. No, I don't. I I really don't. And so that's why I want to get mine out of the way first so that I, you know, I have... I have not any sort of influence whatsoever. It's like, well, if I say this, I'm sleeping on the couch. If I say this, I'm sleeping in the yard in the tent. (laughs) So I don't want to do any of that. Um, The one thing I want to make clear to listener is that this movie was filmed in Manitoba and it takes place in roughly March, April. I just want to make this clear, especially to many American tourists, these are not the roads in Canada. These are not, <laughs> right. this is not the way that cars travel. It's not just like one big patch of ice plowed between <laughs> snow drifts. Like these are lakes that they have special transportation. If you've ever seen ice truckers or ice road truckers or whatever mm-hmm. it is on uh, one of those specialty networks, you know what I'm talking about. These dangerous missions, no, no question about it. These guys are macho. These guys are tough. And a lot of the women who do it, same thing. They're tough and macho. Uh, I don't know if that's a... Yeah. Okay. So I uh, give full credit to the actual drivers who drive these things. But just to be clear, these are not like common highways. This is not like my dad 30 years ago going to work on an ice road to the office in Toronto. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Or like kids in the hall when they uh, brought back like the French explorers and they're, you know, it's like modern day, like Montreal, but you know, they're in like the coonskin cap and like the kayak and they're like kayaking down like... Yeah. Rue de la Montreal or whatever, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to get that, uh, you know, off my back, okay. off my mind. 
I don't know. Off your chest. Uh, what uh, What did you think, Coco, of this <laughs> fine, fine piece of cinema? The, the first cinema that we've watched for the podcast in ages. We broke our silence for this movie. We did. Well, we've we've had a June listener, so <laughs> yeah, we it, there has been a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So we, we we appreciate you, listener. We had intentions. We had like five other things on the list, and then it just didn't happen. But that's not why you're here. And then it was like, okay, Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, you can make fun of this. <laughs> So, I think, I mean, you know what you're getting into with a Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. Like it, like Dalt said, it's, you know, it's all the same story at its heart. It's formulaic, you know, just, just the details, a little bit of details change here and there. I actually, um, I did enjoy it what? For, <laughs> for what it was. I'm, I'm glad I went first. <laughs> I mean, I'm not giving it an A. Oh, okay. Don't worry about that. All right. um, it was, I mean, it, it definitely had some unintentionally hilarious overly dramatic moments like when the like gm of the diamond mine when the accident first happens and he comes running out and he has this like blue steel look like out in the distance and then the camera pans around him it's just well and he's like (gasps) like he was like the director's shouting look really shocked and they were like he did that and then that was the only cut that they that was the only take (laughs) that they had okay that's good they were like print it yeah that's good his hair was flying and he (laughs) had a bulgy eyes let's go yeah, totally. So there were a lot of unintentionally hilarious moments. The uh, <laughs> the guy who played the villain, who I'm probably not giving anything away here to tell you that it's a guy who works for an insurance company. Which is the oddest choice for a, a villain. But, but it's also like pretty appropriate for <laughs> well, this age. Like, I think this is a perfect villain. Like this right. is the everyday villain. Right. Who hasn't oh, dealt with this villain? Right. Like not like, every. What do you mean my deductible hasn't been met yet? Right. Like not everybody is Doctor Evil with some nefarious plan for world domination. Like no, like insurance adjusters are pretty much just your everyday villain. Yeah, villain. So, you know, it's pretty appropriate. But this guy is. Uh, he was hamming it up. Like Benjamin one, Walker, by the way. Once he was revealed to be the villain, he just let the B movie fly, and I appreciated that. Um, and he was beaten up on Liam Neeson, which I know Liam Neeson is sixty nine years old, <laughs> right. but he's a big strapping man. And like this guy, Benjamin Walker, the insurance insurance adjuster, he's not kicking Liam Neeson's butt. Well, but like I said, he he's probably thirty years younger than Liam Neeson, but still, so he's, he's Liam Neeson. I know, I know. Liam Neeson, who studied Krav Maga for Taken. But this is, so this is... I don't even know what that is. Krav Maga is, uh, it's like, and is what the uh, Mossad uses to kick people's ass. I thought it was like Irish martial arts or something like that. No, it's, uh, no, no, he's not doing like Lord of the Dance out there on the ice. I would pay to see that. Oh my God. Liam Neeson like kicks people's ass. And and his arms don't even move from his sides, right? right? He's just like high kicking people. Like that would be amazing. All right, we can stop the podcast right now. We've lost listener. Okay. So this is a question that I posed to Daltz during the movie. So obviously, because this takes place in big rigs, uh, there's, I mean, there is action. Like Liam Neeson and uh, the insurance adjuster, like, do, like, tear it up on a... (laughs) Never has that sentence been uttered before. (laughs) Right. On, like, one of the ice roads. But... There's a lot of, like, Liam Neeson, like, driving, you know, sullenly, and then, like, bad guys, like, try to get into the cab, and so they're, like, fighting, and I was like, do you think Liam Neeson is 70 years old? And he was like, I still want to kick ass, but I don't 
want to get up. I want to be sitting down. (laughs) Is it possible to be a a good guy and just be sitting down kicking butt? Right. Like build a movie around that. Like I get to sit down, but still (laughs) take out bad guys. Okay. Elevator pitch. (laughs) Liam Neeson. He's on a mission. But he's sitting down, right. and you're not going to believe it. Right, totally. Because, I mean, this can't be like rear window where he's, you know, right. like right. in a wheelchair, like looking out his back window. Because there's no way Liam Neeson's like intentionally sitting down in that situation. Like he's right. getting up and he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's breaking his cast off and yeah. going out and getting the mail. Yeah, totally. He, he's no Jimmy Stewart. Just right. sitting there like, Murray, what's going on across the alley? Murray. Oh, Murray. <laughs> Call a cop, Mary. So, so this is what I like wondered to dolls. I was like, do you think Liam Neeson is just like crap, man? I'm like 70 years old. I gotta, I gotta stop like kicking so much ass. You know, I, my joints hurt. Like right. hard on me. Right. Totally. <laughs> Liam Neeson's already taken a lot of glucosamine, so. You know. Poor Liam Neeson. Like he's a tough guy, but he's seventy years old. He's going to come after us now. He just talked. He just turned sixty nine actually earlier in the month. So sixty nine, dude. He's going to find us. He totally. And he's going to throw us out of a moving truck. (laughs) (laughs) The good news is, I don't think he's going to fit in your Civic. So (laughs) he's already too big for your Civics or your Prius. Right, totally. (laughs) You just imagine that he's like all stuffed in the car. At least one of us doesn't have like a smart car, like because he's tall. He's like he's a big six lad. five, like six seven. Yeah, something he's like that. wide he's, and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, like really, That's what I'm saying. Like the insurance adjuster is not kicking his butt. There's a couple yeah. of scenes where Liam Neeson's like on the edge. You know, like oh, is he gonna is he gonna make it through? I'm I'm scared for Liam Neeson, but it's like no way. All he has to do is roll over. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. And he squashes the insurance instructor guy. Like just yeah. I don't know. So anyway, uh, keep going on your uh, review. Oh we, no. So that's. That's, you liked it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It uh, Once the, like, I actually thought the story was pretty compelling. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, uh, I enjoyed that. Um, you know, I mean, it, I think they could have played up the camp a little bit more instead of everybody being so, like, dour and serious, you know, because every now and then you would get the flash of it. And mm-hmm. I was like, like, you know, the, the mine GM, you know, mm-hmm. with like the, the shot I referenced. Like, so that they should have gone full camp? Is yeah, what they should have gone like full camp. I would have appreciated that. But. Liam Neeson in a, like a campy, <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson's back. But this time he's got jazz hands. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> da, 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 da. Or just him with the, the Irish dancing. That oh, was, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I did read a story a few months ago where he said like, yeah, man, I got like a few more movies left in me that I'm contracted, you know, to do. And then. I'm, I'm out. I'm too old for this. So this might be one of his... Uh, swan song? Yeah, one of his uh, swan songs here. So. That's too bad. Aw. That's too bad. Aw. I mean, I... You know, hats off to the guy. I, I know that men in Hollywood have a longer shelf life mm-hmm. than women do, but mm-hmm. I mean, whoever would have thought that the guy who got nominated for an Oscar for Schindler's List <laughs> would have like a late career resurgence, like the last 15 years of his career as an, a very unlikely action hero. But but, but after a, a while, he is a likely action hero, isn't he? Like eventually is <laughs> like Liam Neeson starring in A Midnight Summer's Dream. Like it's just, yeah. not, you know, it's not going to happen. It's right. He's going to be ticked off at somebody and he's going to save the day, essentially, is what it is. I, uh, I agree with you on that point that you said about the story. The story actually was original, which... Kudos, props, and laurels to whoever wrote it and all that sort of stuff. Because, like, when have you ever heard of a nice truck road thingy? Like, it's it's essentially like uh, Road Warrior on ice. Oh yeah, 
mm-hmm. where there's a chase. There's three of them, and then there's two of them, and then there's one of them, but there's a bad guy chasing them all, and you've got to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, we, also, we should also mention that uh, Holt McAllen, Mac, McAnally, McAnally, the guy know. from Mindhunter, Mindhunter yes. not the king in Hun- Hamilton, but the other guy. Yeah. He was he was in this too. He's like yeah. the mind foreman guy or something like that. Yeah, I I wanted to see more of him. Yeah. Like I realize there's only so much you can do when you're trapped in a mine and your glasses are busted. But <laughs> I mean he's he's been good in everything I've ever seen him in. I like so him. yeah, so I would have I would have liked to see him be able to like maybe he could have been Liam Neeson's brother, the mechanic, and you know, and they could have been like. You know, on the road together, and then he could have stretched his acting chops a little bit. More. I, li- I like the brother part of that too. So the brother with the PTSD had some sort of speech thing going on there. He's kind of like a Rain Man sort yeah. of, and I like that because it was a little bit different too. Like that mm-hmm. was, you know, we all know what happens to him in the end because Liam Neeson's not going to die, right? Um, not that I'm giving anything away, I don't think, listener. <laughs> but uh, if you've made it this far after listening to us <laughs> talk about Lord of the Dance, then. <laughs> I got to see that. I got to see Liam Neeson do Lord of the Dance before the end of his career. But I like that part of it too. Like the, the, the brother, the younger brother. And he was kind of a jerk to his younger brother. But then yet he was not. You know, it was like a brother-brother relationship. I also want to say he uh, wanted to drop his brother off at the VA hospital to get him some like occupational therapy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... The doctor was like, oh, yeah, we'll just get him right in and we'll do some testing. And I'm like, the VA is not nearly that efficient. There was like, no waiting room no, full uh-uh. of people or anything like that? No. Like, I, the, the way we treat veterans in this country is a disgrace. Like, well, regardless of your, you know, point of view on wars and wars for oil, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Like, the mm-hmm. way we treat veterans is a disgrace. And if only... It were actually that easy to just walk in with like an Iraq veteran and be like, this guy has PTSD, like he really needs help. And they'd be like, right away, you know. Well, they didn't like check for health cards or anything like that. Like it's like, what's your copay and all this sort of stuff. (laughs) So what they should have made this movie about was get the younger brother help in Canada. Oh, because it's yeah. free medical care. Right. And, it's like, and then that should have been the mission. It's like, let's get him up there and there's only one place he can go, which is Winnipeg. Oh, you know what? Okay, this has nothing to do with anything you just said. Oh, you were paying attention, I could tell. No, we got to get you to Winnipeg to get free health care. I heard you. So this is now the second thing we've seen where somebody has triggered an av- av- avalanche intentionally that did like no damage. Like remember <laughs> in Trapped, like season one of Trapped, uh, that Icelandic Mm-hmm. murder mystery mm-hmm. and like somebody triggered an avalanche and I, I think somebody did die in it but otherwise like the main guy the main like right, big cop right. dude like he got caught in the avalanche but then he just kind of shook it, it off it was kind of like he was and, snowboarding down the yeah, avalanche and yeah and then in this like the evil insurance adjuster is triggering an avalanche to keep the uh the methane tube thing from getting to the mine and like you know these two trucks get like caught in this avalanche and all that happens is amber mid-thunder takes like a a tree to the a tree to the chest and yeah she's she's fine but otherwise like i'm like there's no evidence that there was actually an avalanche well this movie's uh, filled with like there's no way that happened right kind of scenes i mean it's just kind of a spectacular it's all suspension of disbelief right and like there's no way like i don't even think there's ice on the lakes at that point of the year (laughs) like in 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 the end of april i think is what they were saying it's like it's too early because march 10th is the last day for ice and i was like yeah "Yeah." like if this some of the scenes it looked like it was like June 
You know what I mean? Like the sun in the sky and there's right. a little bit of snow on the ground, but who mm. knows if they put that there or whatever. But yeah. it's like, oh yeah, all the all the people are going to be thinking, no, oh, just another day in Canada, eh? <laughs> Where's the igloos? We're just driving along the ice highway to work. <laughs> How's it going? Where's Liam Neeson? <laughs> wow. That would be a pretty good day. So what's your red, your letter grade for this one, Coco? I'd give it like a C minus. C minus. Yeah, it was entertaining. It didn't drag. Like, like I said, like you said, you know what you're getting into with mm-hmm. a Liam Neeson movie. So if you're not going into it thinking it's going to be Schindler's List, like you're going to be fine. I think you're going to be really disappointed if you're thinking it's going to be like a, <laughs> a thespian fest. <laughs> I, I would give this probably a solid four out of ten. So that would be for you uh, fraction fans, that would be two out of five. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> you just every time you have a different rating system. <laughs> I just want to keep listener guessing because he's listener at home is at home with the spreadsheet and he's going what he's got this grade but then what's that grade I told you I'm gonna if I'm gonna learn Excel and I'm gonna make a spreadsheet of like all your grades and I'm gonna be like well you can't give this like a four out of ten because you gave this other thing a three out of ten and are you threatening me yeah <laughs> threatening I'll, me with a, a I'm gonna learn Excel spreadsheet <laughs> Excel makes me die. Excel makes me die I think, inside. I think Excel makes everybody die a little bit inside, doesn't it? Like just every time you use it, it's like, oh, there goes a little bit of my soul. Did you hear that like the British government used Excel for track and trace in the early days of the pandemic? And then they got to like a million cells and then they couldn't like track and trace anymore because Excel, they reached the limit of Excel. And I was like, who put that in Excel? Like, oh my God. And that's probably a document that you could very easily get. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Share with... Right, totally. UK. <laughs> Oops. Everybody with .com in their email address. Or .co.uk. Oh, thank you very yeah. much. Yes. So uh, I guess that's it for this one, uh, listener. Thank you for joining us. We're at 22 minutes. So that's a, wow. this is an extended version of our podcast. But we missed you. And we we wanted to talk to you. So thank you for listening. So for another episode of the podcast, stay tuned for more. Who knows what we're going to watch next? <laughs> I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dolph. <laughs>